in all traditional organizations that I know of, when there is a new big project, a new change initiative, what happens is that a number of people get appointed to be part of the team that fleshes out that new initiative, right? That's how it happens. You know, you look at the people that seem to be the most competent and then you ask them to be in a team and to flesh it out. Um, and that changes with the journey that you're on. Um, really, all of the organizations I can think of that are going on that journey switch from a model where you appoint people um, to a model where you invite people, where it's entirely volunteer-based. Um, so for example, you know, if you decide that it's time to change any of your internal processes along this journey, right? The way you do um, the advice process or the way you make information available to all, the way you train people in um, understanding the accounting and, you know, the way you do performance management and all of these things, if you, design, if you decide to change these things, rather than appointing a pe you know, people, you could just send out a broad message to everyone saying, hey, you know, we want to change this, you know, who feels strongly about this and who wants to join a team that uh, works things out. Um, and of course, it's not limited to only doing internal projects, you know, you can do that for all of the projects you do, you know, towards your clients and, um, you know, market research that you do and new products that you develop. Um, it's really a fundamental shift from you appointing, you sort of playing God and kind of knowing, you know, who will be the best people um, to letting people self-select and join these efforts. Um, and the benefits are, are numerous, right? One is that you no longer need to play, to play God. Um, the other is that you generally get much more enthusiastic people, um, that you often get a much wider range of people than you would have thought of, um, which improves the, um, the brainstorming and the ideas and the decision-making. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole aspect of buy-in. Um, it's really quite different when people have been invited and have decided not to join, uh, but trust that other people who've joined were volunteers, were just peers. You know, do you, you want to trust them. You want to follow their proposal. Um, it's really quite different than when somebody top management has appointed some people, often without you knowing it, and at some point they just show up and say, hey, you know, here is the new way we're going to do things. Um, and then there's this additional benefit is that, you know, in these volunteer teams, uh, people learn to step into their power and people learn to self-organize. And, and that, you know, is really quite powerful in making a culture change. Um, and so there's really no reason not to do it. Uh, or is there? Um, I've seen these teams um, perform amazingly well, um, really delivering amazing results. But I've also heard of some of these teams that have been a failure. And um, from what I've heard, there is three sources of failure. Um, and let me walk you through them. Um, the first is that, you know, these teams didn't quite know how to self-organize. Okay, so a number of people show up and, you know, people might still be so conditioned of, you know, okay, so who is the project leader and uh, that they don't quite know how to self-organize. Um, and an obvious um, solution for that might be to, at least in the beginning, help some of these groups with an external facilitator who takes absolutely no responsibility for delivering this thing or for the content, uh, but simply helps the teams with some of the right questions 
of you know how do you want to get organized and you know who calls the next meeting and and you know these simple questions and hopefully very quickly people get a hang of it and no longer need that that facilitator a second reason some of these teams fail uh, is because you know stepping into your power and taking real responsibility um, takes practice and you know in the beginning some of the teams might not have the maturity for that so I've heard examples um, of volunteer teams that came together and then did their thing for a while and came back and proposed to top management um, things that were clearly unworkable that were way too expensive um, or that were gimmicky you know like you know let's have iPads for everyone and iPhones for everyone when that was not really what was called for um, or on the other hand you know some teams who came back with way too timid solutions um, so teams who didn't dare to be bold enough like you know they they got a mandate to be quite bold and you know they were too careful because they still weren't used to their power and didn't know how quite how far they they could go and the third reason um, some of these teams failed um, is simply because sometimes you know if you are the one making that invitation um, you have something in mind but you don't share it with the team so this is a mistake I've seen quite often where you know in your eagerness to switch to sort of a new paradigm you say hmm you know team just go and you know I give you you know a blank check you know I give you carte blanche and just go out there and investigate and do your thing but actually in your own mind you have quite a lot of knowledge and you have already quite a good sense of what is needed but then you don't share that information with the team and so the team of course cannot know comes back with something and is actually lacking the information that that you have and I think there's um, a pretty obvious answer to the problems two and three so teams sort of lacking the maturity and teams lacking the knowledge and that is to invite the teams to use the advice process right so rather than the traditional model where the team goes into a room locks themselves up for a number of days or weeks or months and then suddenly comes out and presents to top management and saying ta-da this is what we think we should do um, tell the teams not to lock themselves up but to use the advice process and all along the you know the, the journey of developing a solution go out there and test your ideas with people and get their advice including advice with you and including advice with senior leaders um, and in that way you know it's pretty unlikely that they will come up with something unworkable um, and it's pretty unlikely that they'll miss key pieces of information that you have um, so by any means give teams advice you know not a mandate of you should do this but here's how I think about it and go out and talk to other people and then come up with the or the best solution um, the other thing is that I would invite you not to have that team go back and present their ideas and get approval from top management um, but maybe to present their findings for last round of you know advice process with a group of peers right so rather than presenting top management or a steering committee there's this one big day that they work towards where you know they will present sort of the final recommendation to a group of peers and then you know in that meeting with the advice process you know the decision is is made so that's really quite a, a fundamental 
um, paradigm shift from working in some room and presenting to, to top management. Um, now there's a, a fourth reason for failure, which I sort of list separately, because I think it's actually a really good failure. And that is that, you know, you make an invitation for people to volunteer and to work on something, and no one shows up, right? Or just one or two people show up, and, you know, they do one meeting, and then nothing ever happens with that. Um, and that, I think, is a very healthy response by the system um, that probably sends you a message that holds up a mirror and says, you know, what you think is so important, you know, is obviously not very important to the rest of the organization. So not, let's not waste any time with it. And so that's actually really, really useful information. Um, or perhaps you did stumble upon something important, but you just didn't manage to convey it. And so it's great that a team doesn't start unless you manage to convey something so powerful um, that people will convene and, uh, and get going. So that is the fundamental shift you know, going from appointing people to calling on volunteers for any change effort that you make. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.